Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. How close are we to the coming of Jesus Christ? How close are we to the coming of Jesus Christ? You know, we're very close. We don't know the day or the year. But we can look around and see that it is close. Likewise, every day that passes is a day closer to the return of Jesus Christ. And this is what we're going to be looking at tonight, the return of Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. It's written, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For ye yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall come even as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then shall come upon them sudden destruction as the travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should come on you as it were a thief. Ye are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, neither of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship. Just illuminate your word for us and help us just to take what we learned tonight and help us to apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray for those that could not make it today those that may be sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, Lord, we just lift them each up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. Just continue to be with us tonight, Lord, and just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now look at what Paul says in verse 1. Because I believe this is very important for Christians to understand. Paul says, but of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. Now, why would Paul say that he didn't need to write of the times or seasons for the coming of Christ? It's because the closer we get to the return of Christ, the seasons will become more evident. And we get this from the teaching of Jesus Christ. If you look over at Matthew chapter 24, verse 37, what does Christ tell the disciples? He says, it's going to be like the days of Noah. The coming of the Son of Man will be like the days of Noah. Now, how were the days of Noah? They were evil. 
They were wicked. They were cruel. They were increasingly evil. And if you look at Genesis 6, 11, it says the earth also was corrupt before God for the earth was filled with cruelty. The earth was corrupt and filled with cruelty, filled with evil. So the times and the seasons for the return of Jesus Christ will show a return to the wickedness, a return to the evil, a return to the cruelty of the days of Noah. So the closer we get to the return of Christ, the worse the days are going to become. That's why Paul tells the Thessalonians that he doesn't need to tell them about the times or the seasons. He doesn't need to write about that. Because we get from the teachings of Christ that those times and seasons are going to be like the days of Noah. And the closer we get to the return of Christ, the worse it's going to become. So are we close? Right now? Yeah, we're close. Look around. Is it better now than it was 10 years ago? Or worse? Is it better now or worse than it was 30 years ago? Or just two years ago? Is it better or worse? The evil, the cruelty, the wickedness, the seasons are changing. And the time is getting closer. So Paul tells the church at Thessalonica... But of the season, or the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. Why? Because we get knowledge from the teachings of Christ of what those times and seasons are going to be like. And they're going to be like the days of Noah. Second, another reason is, look at verse 2. For ye yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall come even as a thief in the night. Another reason he doesn't need to tell the Thessalonians of the times or seasons is because the day of the Lord will come suddenly. Like a thief in the night. Now, before we go on, what is the day of the Lord? Now there's two thoughts on what the day of the Lord is. And I'm going to tell you about each one. Some believe that the day of the Lord is the beginning of the tribulation through the end of the tribulation, which gives us the second coming of Christ, and then through the millennial reign of Christ. So a period of roughly 1,007 years. That's what some people believe. Others believe, and this is what I believe, is that the day of the Lord is the rapture of the church through the tribulation, the second coming, and the millennial reign. So it also covers the rapture of the church. It begins with the rapture of the church. 
So it's an unknown length of time. It's roughly 1,007 years plus the time between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation. So those are the two thoughts on the day of the Lord. But regardless of when it begins, what we do know is what Paul tells us right here. It comes as a thief in the night. People will not be expecting it. It's going to catch the world off guard. And it's going to catch the world off guard just as the flood caught the world off guard. No one was looking for the flood. Even when you had Noah building the ark pretty much in the middle of nowhere and Noah preaching that there was a flood coming, people were caught off guard. They didn't know that a flood was coming. They wasn't looking for it. And people will not be looking for the return of Christ. And we see that even today. If you look around, people are not expecting Christ to return. They're not looking for his return. Even people in the church are not looking for his return. And you know how we know this? We know this because of how people are acting. We see it from their actions, even the actions of Christians. We see that people are not looking for the return of Christ. And when he comes, it's going to catch people off guard. Because it comes, he comes as a thief in the night. Just as, you know, Paul uses the example of people saying peace and safety and then sudden destruction coming upon people that, that are looking for peace and safety. Or like a woman that is about to give birth to a child, the, the birth pangs begin unexpectedly. She's not expecting it. She knows that it's close, but she's not expecting it to happen. And then it starts to happen. That's how the coming of Christ is going to be. We're going to see the times and the seasons... And then when he returns, it's going to come suddenly like a thief in the night. People are not going to expect his return. But when he does return, the world will be caught off guard by it. Yet, what we see Paul say here is that Christians should not be caught off guard. This is something that should not catch the Christian off guard. Why? Look at what Paul says. Christians are not in darkness. Now what does in darkness mean? Look at what he says here. But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should shall come on you as it were a thief. He's not talking about people being without knowledge. In darkness here means that we're not lost. We're not separated from God. We're in the light of God. We're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Because we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, because we are not lost, 
and dead in trespasses and sin, the coming of Christ should not catch us off guard because we should always be watchful for it. We should always be ready for it. Looking for his return. And we see this in the teachings of Christ. Turn over to Mark 13, 35 through 38. Look at what Mark writes. What Christ says here. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house will come. At even or at midnight, at the cock crowing, or in the dawning, lest if he come suddenly, should find you sleeping. And those things that I say unto you, I say unto all men, watch. And then you look down at verse 6 here in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Paul pretty much says about the same thing. He says that we are to watch and be sober. We're to keep our eyes open and be watchful for the return of Christ. Jesus tells us to be ready and watchful for his return. But we also see something else from the teachings of Jesus Christ. Not only are we to be watchful and ready for his return, we're not to let our watchfulness or watching for his return take us away from our duties as a Christian. We see this in the last chapter of Matthew. What does Jesus tell us in the last verses of Matthew? That we are to go into all the world and teach all nations. We're to be sharing the gospel. So we are to be ready, we are to be watchful, and we are to be working. We're to be the servants that are taking care of the house before the master comes. The servant that is watchful is also doing what? Watching and working. because they don't want the master of the house coming and finding them asleep and lazy. So we are to be watchful and ready for his coming, and we are to be working as we wait. <clears throat> Being watchful means that we are to be ready for his coming. It also means that we are not to be fallen to sin. We looked at that this morning. We're not to be fallen into sin. We're not to be influenced by Satan. We are to be ready for the return of Christ. We are to be working as we wait for his return. And we are to have a good fellowship with God, a good relationship with God, not grieving the Holy Spirit with sin. We're to be watchful and ready for the return of Christ and out working until he returns. And as we look at his return, we see that it is a return that is drawing near. We don't know when he is going to return. But, as Paul says again, the times and the seasons, he doesn't need to write about that because we should know 
from the signs of the time. And as we look around today, we can see that the seasons are changing and the time is drawing near. So we need to be watchful, we need to be ready, and we need to be working because Christ is getting nearer to coming. Let's stand in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, just thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. And Lord, as we go into this time of invitation, I just pray that if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us. Continue to overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.